Hello, my name is Taina Evans, and I'm here with the Our Streets, Our Story Project with... My name is Linda Hawkins. And we're at Quincy Street Residence on June 13th, 2016. So, Linda, please share us your bed or Brooklyn story. Well, I'm going to start from uh, when I was about... I say I came to Bedford-Stuyvesant when I was about 12 years old originally, and I lived here, say, for about a total of... Five years with my parents, then we moved away to Prospect Heights, and then I lived in Crown Heights, and then I lived in Flatbush, but I came back to Bedford-Stuyvesant because um, I had read an advertisement where Spike Lee had did a film on uh, Stuyvesant Avenue, and he and uh, some developers brought that plot, and they was going to make some condos out of it. So I came here, and I saw the condos, I liked the condos. The block or the area of Bedford-Stuyvesant wasn't that great at that time, but the condos were beautiful. So I eventually brought a condo on that block where Spike Lee may do the right thing. And I must say, um, when I first got there, I was ready to leave. <laughs> I was ready to leave in about, say, six months because at that time the drugs were heavy. There were, there were a lot of crack people taking crack, there were packs of dogs, and they would break into our building once a week, at least twice a week, they would break into our cars, because it was really, the drug epidemic was very heavy around the time, I think it was like 1994, something like that, I moved in there, and the drug, and, and uh, it got so bad till we were asleep one night in the house, and we get up the next morning, they had took our front door off the hinges. I mean, the door that you buzz people to get in, I don't know how they did it, but they took it off the hinges. It was one thread, one lady was coming out for work or other, she happened to come upon them and they left. But there was one screw away from taking the whole front door. And at that time, because the shootouts were so heavy, most of us just slept on the floor. We just put our matches on the floor because the shootouts were really bad. But when Spike Lee started coming around there, he came back to the neighborhood, which saved that block. I don't know about the neighborhood, but it saved that block. Because when he started coming around there, he started bringing the entertainers with him. And for some reason, people just started taking those on the block. And the block just got a lot safer after that. And then more people saw that, you know, the block had a little historic thing to it. So we started having different people move on the block. And so it took up some of them houses that people were occupying selling drugs. They were gone, and people, and people that were working were moving into those homes. So, as he went along, it got better and better. And then when Spike Lee came back to do the 25th anniversary of Do the Right Thing is when everything really came together. Because uh, all the black people, all the people in the block came together and we formed the Black Association. And Spike Lee came and he sat down with us, he talked with us. He, um, he helped us a lot. He gave us money and we formed a, a Black Association with the people that were there and people took a real interest in the block. And when we proceeded to have the 25th anniversary, I mean, it was hectic. We didn't expect that. It was so many people there. I mean, we was overwhelmed. We really was. We, we didn't really enjoy it because we were tired. But, but it was overwhelming. But what it did was it did bring us together as a community. And I'm not attributing all of that to Spike Lee, but he played a major part in bringing that particular block together. And now our block is, our block is strong now. 
everybody's together. We have a, 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 a active block association. Uh, people get involved. We do the beautification on our block. Um, the, the, the children, they have a little bit more pride now. Most of them have got grown now. They've gone to college. They come back. And then and they're very proud to announce that I'm living on the block that Spike Lee made the movie on. I live in the house, so it's 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 a real sense of pride there. And then when uh, Bridge Street built uh, this development, which is um, the Quincy Senior Center, this brought the neighborhood up a lot too because this was a big lot. And when it came in, it brought the whole community up with it too because it gave now this it was a solid foundation there, and it was a foundation that we saw that was also for um, en enlightening the neighborhood. And we came here and there was classes. We got together, we got to know the director, Michelle. We got together, we do a lot of things together. And now I'm basically here for life because I can't think of anywhere else I would rather move because I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into Bethesda-Stuyvesant. And now I'm here to stay, I, you know, I, I have the opportunity, to, people tell me to sell my condo or whatever, but I would never do that. When I came here, nobody wanted to come here. Now everybody wants to come here. But I remember when, and I remember that we basically built this with our own hands, and, and, and we went through a lot, and we stuck together. Even though some people wanted to leave, they never did leave. We, we stuck it out. And I'm just real proud to be a resident of Bethesda-Stuyvesant today. Did you, um, family stayed? in um, the, those other neighborhoods that you described? My family is scattered. My, my sister live in Brooklyn. Most all my family live in Brooklyn, but they're not in Bethesda-Stuyvesant. Mm -hmm. I have one that's in, um, she's down there, Cadman Plaza West near the Brooklyn Bridge, and I have one that's in the Marcy Projects. Mm -hmm. And I have one that lives in Coney Island uh, uh, over there by the water. Mm -hmm. So I'm basically the one that came back to Bethesda-Stuyvesant. They never really came back. Mm -hmm. I did come back, but I came back because like I said, I saw the potential. I mean, it was hard to see, but I saw the potential. And I mean, where else would I get a brownstone that I can afford, I have a duplex apartment, but I had to put up with the trials of the neighborhood. And I would as a banner. I would as a banner because I tell people, you know, you're coming in now and you're seeing things, but you have no idea what it took us to get to this point. Now everybody that wants to come in here, they can't appreciate the way the people that's been here can because we know where we started from. We started from the very bottom because it was, like I said, it was, it was gangs of dogs roaming the neighborhood. I mean, I, I would go out, I couldn't, I, I would go out and come home and could not even get in my yard because there's a, the dogs would be in the, neighbor, in the yard and they wouldn't let me in the gate. I would have to call the police or, and they would, sometimes they would come, sometimes I would just have to entice them out. I would go get some food from the store and I would throw it over there, open the gate, and they would run out, and then I would run in my house. It was really bad. So, but like I said, I saw the potential, and I knew that one day it had to get better because Bethesda has always been a great place. So I knew it would come back eventually. I just didn't know when, but I'm glad I lived to see it, and it's coming back great now. What are one of your, um, Better memories. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no, I have very good memories. I think I said, um, I remember when I, I first got here, mm -hmm. and I wasn't for sure I was going to be here. And I used to go to college in New Rochelle. And there was a, uh, I came to see the place, and, and I wasn't so sure of the neighborhood. And there was a girl there that went to the college in New Rochelle, and I happened to mention it. She said, oh, I live on that block. I live right across the street. So I was like, really great. So I said, well, 
she said, well, the block was not doing that well. She said, but since Spike Lee made the movie, it is improving. So she said, can you, you, would you come around here? You can come around here, and I would come around the house, and I would sit on the block to see what went on because I was really, really not so sure about this when I first came. But at the, like I said, I saw a lot of potentials, but she became one of my best friends. And that's one thing I like. Neighbors on the block, when I moved around here, I said, I knew people on the block before I even got around here. And that was a good thing because I sat on the block, and I, that, that time I spent watching them repair the place, the buildings I was living, I made friends with most of the people on the block. So that was a very good experience when I moved around here. It wasn't like I was a stranger around here, even though I had been gone for a couple of years. So that was one of the best experiences I tell anybody. When I came in, I already had my neighbors. I knew them already. So that's one of the things that I really do appreciate, one of the best experiences I had in, in, in Bedford Stuyves. It helped me throughout the whole time I've been here. Did you see them build these homes across the street? Uh, not the, uh, um, across on Stuyvesant Way, the other Stuyvesant, those homes? Right on, on the corner, Gates on, on Gates? Yeah. You mean the little homes? Yeah. No, they were here when I got here. Mm -hmm. They were already, you mean uh, Stuyvesant yeah, Gardens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they was here when I got here. They had already been here. They were they were part of the big problem <laughs> when we got here. But they even improved. Even that has improved. Like I said, a lot of that stuff that I, when I got here is gone. This is a very beautiful area to live in right now. Bedford Stuyvesant. I see why people want to come here because it's not only that we all um, mingle and we all you know cohesive together. It's that we all share the same type of values here. We all just want a nice, safe neighborhood, and regardless of you know, a lot of people think that because they come here and they're different races and colors, we don't have anything against what race or color you is. It's just it's your attitude that we are concerned about. Because we want to make sure that you don't take this, you know, for, for granted. This is a neighborhood that was built by people who cared. And they're still here today. Most of them are still, most people did not leave Bethel Stuyvesant. They're still here. And that's what I appreciate about Best Side of the Most because these, it's, it's a long-term residency here, the people that stayed. And, you know, they kept their place. And through all the hell we went through, they stayed. And that's my biggest accomplishment because I'm telling you, I was ready to go the first six months. I was ready to leave. <laughs> I was ready to go. It was bad, but it, it, I stuck it out, and I'm glad I did. I mean, it paid off. What, um, over the years, um, it's after the six months you and your neighbors got together. Um, did you build the Black Association then, or did you build We it tried. After? We tried. But everybody had so many different problems. We just could not come together. We tried to build that Black Association, I'm saying at least about four or five times. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, we just couldn't get it together. We just couldn't come together because everybody was, some people were so angry over what was going on, yeah. to they thought that this is just going to be a waste of time. And then there was other people who were saying that, you know, we have to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. So we just never could get it together. Yeah, yeah. We, I tell you, it's after Spike Lee came on the block is when people realized the value of the block. That this is a historic block. We have to make this happen. And then that's when we all realized we had to make it happen. And we did. We made it happen. But for some reason back then, and it was understandable. If you didn't live here, you would see. It was hard to see any value work doing anything. It was really hard to see. Because, I mean, you know, the block was chaos. It was really chaos. But it was, a it was always a beautiful block. And at the same time, the day was very peaceful. <laughs> you walked through here, you would never know that was happening. But at nighttime, when it went down, 
that's when everything would break loose. Yeah. Was it always a lot of um, lots here? Lots were everywhere. This is this whole place was a big lot. Mm-hmm. There was lots across the street. Everything was a lot. Mm-hmm. Everything was a lot. Even uh, the 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 parking lot corner that was a big lot. There were all lots, and they were full of stray dogs. They had packs of stray dogs in them, and these dogs they roamed they they roamed the neighbor they 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 owned the neighborhood, and somehow we had to share with them because we couldn't because ASBC would not. You know, we didn't get many services from the city, and they wouldn't come. ASBC would not actually help us with the problem. We would call them, and they had a, a short a short budget. They said they didn't have maybe one or two trucks, and we just was not a priority. So we basically learned how to live with the dogs. We even named some of them. We made friends with them because some dogs kept the other dogs away from us. But there was dogs everywhere and like I said I learned how to the, the right dogs that were a little bit more stable than the other dogs and they would you fed them if you feed them they would keep the other dogs away from you because I used to go to college at night and I would come home at 9 10 o'clock at night and between the gangbangers shooting on the corner and the pack of dogs it was a challenge to get home at night so I, I, but I had this particular dog that would wait by the bus stop for me, keep away from me. And my sister was astonished when I told her, and I showed her, and even when I came out and I said, yes, he, he'll walk, he'll walk into the store. He was standing away for me to come out. And because he's the dog that I fed, because he would take, he would run the other dogs away from me when I came up the neighborhood, because I was always terrified of dogs. But I had made one friend with this dog, I, you know, I forgot what I called him, Howie or something. I named, renamed them, but he would keep the other dogs out of our gate because they would come in your gate and they would not move. And if you can't, and, if, and, and some of them are having puppies, you know, they're very protective of their puppies. You couldn't even come in the gate because they would uh, make their, their, their nest in their bed and you could not even pass by that. You have to call the police, ASPC, to get in your house. So I'm saying it was very challenging, very, very challenging. But it paid off. We just had to be patient, and some hard, some some work. But we was patient throughout the whole thing. Yeah. What area, as you were getting to know the neighborhood, what area did you frequent? I mean, you went to Fulton Street for your school. Fulton Street Restoration, yeah. Because I, I actually started the first time after I left the first time as a child. When I came back, it was to go to the Restoration College. Mm-hmm. That's when I came back. I went there for for the college and restoration, and that's how. And then I read about the papers, the 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 um the um the apartments, the condos they were selling, and they actually had the orientation at Restoration Center. But and then I came also, what is it, um, Broadway? <laughs> what was left of Broadway anyway? When I left Broadway, it was a very vibrant place. When I came, because after the the big fire and the blackout, you know, Broadway when it came back, Broadway was a, it was just a shell. I knew the old Broadway, which used to have shoe buy on it, and uh, I think it was a, uh, I forgot the store's name, but we used to shop up there. But when I came back, they were all burnt out from that, uh, from the blackout, and, and, uh, and, and, and remember they had the blackout, and they went up there, and they burnt all the stores, and they looted everything. I, I forgot what year that was. But they, Broadway was totally destroyed. And so when I came back, it was a lot of areas that had to be rebuilt. Broadway was one of them. 
that had to be rebuilt because Broadway, they had burned down all the stores and looted them during that blackout. I forgot what year it was. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, yeah, the when they had. See, it had to be in the sixties. Had to be in the sixties. That's when I left. It's the sixties. When they, it was. Just, it could have been. It could have been the eighties. It could have been eighties. I think it was. Matter of fact, it was the eighties when they had the big blackout and and this uh, Bedford Stuyvesant. It was all over Brooklyn, and I remember they watching uh, Broadway burn. They burned all the stores and they looted them, and Broadway was devastated when I came back because I used to used to be our shopping area, so I started like going up this part of town. I went down to um, downtown Brooklyn, um, because there wasn't wasn't many places to do any shopping around this area. That's the one thing I saw when I came back. There wasn't very many places to shop at, supermarkets or anything or otherwise, except in Pathmark. You had to go to Restoration for Pathmark. And other than, and, but there was no, like, you had to go downtown if you wanted to get any kind of, you know, clothes or shoes. You had to go downtown Brooklyn because Broadway was totally destroyed when I came back. It's beautiful now, and it's coming up, as like this area did. But it was totally, it was, it was, it was really totally uh, burnt out. It was, it was a shell. So the whole area really was, had to be revitalized. And anybody that's been here in Bedford-Stuyvesant know that story of how, it burned down and had to come back. Um, so, um, downtown here, Broadway, uh, did you also go to the library or community board meetings or anything? Um, the libraries, I always went to libraries because I was in college, so I went to all the libraries in the area. I had Because back then, internet wasn't that famous. You know, we didn't have internet. So you had to go to the library. So I know all the libraries in the area. I went to all the Cabin Plaza, to one in Franklin. You know, this is the library of Franklin. I went to all these libraries. Um, board meetings, I didn't really go to many board meetings. I wasn't really involved in any much of the neighborhood stuff. Because like I said, we tried to get something going, but a lot of it fell apart. So I basically just stuck the door in my school, and I didn't really get involved in that. because, And they didn't advertise board meetings like they do now. There's, now that we have the internet and stuff like that, you can see things that's going on. Now that we have buildings here where people can pass, there was, no, there was nothing to tell you anything. There really wasn't that much communication with the politicians in this area. There wasn't a lot of communication with politicians. Yeah. I mean, I learned now. Now that I learned, I know about all the business. I mean, I learned now, now that we uh, have got... Uh, together as a block association, and we have the Alliance Group, which meets here for all the blocks in Bedford-Stuyvesant, we join that. Now we got all the information that we need. And the Alliance Group was created about maybe five, six years ago. And I think it was the Alliance Group, really, which is, it stands for all the block associations in Bedford-Stuyvesant, that really gave us most of the information that we have now. So we know where all the other meetings take board when the politicians are having the community board meetings or the precinct meetings. All that stuff now is given to us by the Alliance because we meet once a month, I think, here at Quincy Street. And all the information that we never had before, now we find everything we need. This is like a communication hub here. It is. It's like everything you need to know. What led you here? Um... Okay, we come, um, I come to the Quincy Center every Monday. I come for exercise and line dancing, follows that. Then, um, 
We ain't a line dance group, so we do all the line dances for any activity they have here, we line dance for them. It does not matter what it is. And we come for the classes. Michelle gives a lot of classes here. So we do computer classes, we do iPad, iPad classes. She had arts and craft classes. She has a, a Bible study here, that's at night. Uh, they have game night down in the basement. We're always here. This, this place has been a godsend when it got built. Yes, this is really good. Mm-hmm. It is. This is like the hub. This is really like the hub, and Michelle does such a great job in reaching out to everybody, not just here, but all around the area. So we always make sure that whenever she has something, we spread out to the area. I tell the people my block. I tell the people in the surrounding blocks. Mm-hmm. I always give information out because a lot of people come here because they did not, they don't know this exists. But now that when she gave it to us, we always spread it out. And all the line dances take stuff. Even the neighbors, some of them live in the Brownsville. They take stuff there. So we get people from Brownsville, from Queens. They all come here. Yes, this is very diverse. Yeah. So we touched on a lot of things. Is there any um, lasting um, memories or, or words that you want to leave for future generations? Mm-hmm. Yes, I will, I will tell anybody. Uh, Bethel Stuyvesant is a very rich neighborhood. You might not know it by looking at it, but if you spend any amount of time here, if you speak to anybody that's from here, you will know that this is a place where people really strive to hold on to something that they saw that was going to be valuable no matter what. Throughout all the hardship we went through, all the write-up in the newspaper, it would always bother me when every time there was a bad story, they would say, in Bedford-Stuyvesant, even though... Some of these places were not in Bedford-Stuyvesant, but they would call every area that had bad Bedford-Stuyvesant. And, my, and uh, what I'm most proud of is now that doesn't happen anymore because this is how you know when you have succeeded in what you've been doing. Now when the news come on, it's not Bedford-Stuyvesant anymore. You don't see that. They name other areas, the actual areas that it happens in now. So... That's for after many generations that come behind us. Just keep keep what we have. Be proud of what you have, and don't let anybody ever tell you that just because there's a little hardship here, a little hardship there, that things are not going to get better. If you just put your head down, throw your towel in the ring, you can make it happen, and you can be proud of that. Something that you have these these things that black people left. This is a legacy that they left for the younger generation. I hope they take advantage of it. It's getting scary because the, the landscape is changing, but I hope that the, the young people will take advantage of the fact that this is a place that will build by the hands of black people because I saw it happen. So I think they would appreciate that, that this, can, this can be your home, no matter what, this can be your home. So you come here, you settle here, and not, let no one tell you that this is a bad place to live because it's not. It is not. It's a very nice place to live, and there's very caring people in the neighborhood. We all care for one another. Regardless of what you see, we care for one another. So I just want them to know that. Just always remember, this is the place where your forefathers and your foremother, we made this place so y'all would have a place in history that y'all can be proud of. I would tell that to any young person. And I tell it to young people in Bethel Stuyvesant. This is your block. I tell them all that. I always tell them. This is your block. And I tell my, my granddaughter is very proud of her block. She, I tell her all the time, this is a famous block. This area is famous. Bedford-Stuyvesant will always be famous. My granddaughter, I tell my daughter, but my granddaughter especially. 
and my godson. They both live here. And I always tell them, look out for your block. This is your area. Let no one come here and tell you what your block is. You know what your block is. You tell them. So that's what, that's what, this is the legacy I would leave for them. That's, I tell them that now. Cool. Thank you, yeah. Linda. Thank okay. You so